Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Another episode of Ramble with Russell, episode 617 of my podcast, Home Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm your host, Russell, one of the longest running single hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Welcome to the show. I have a good show lined up for you today. Lots to talk about, including some bonus reviews I'm going to throw in just because just I can. Uh, before we get going today, I did want a big, a big, another shout out, shout Thanks to Michael French from Retro Blasting. It was a pleasure having him, uh, interviewing him for the show. And keep in mind, Ramblers, that was just part one, where we talked a lot about YouTube. Hope you all enjoyed it. And there is more to come. We had such a long conversation. I split it into two parts. So part two, including uh, which which is our talk around toys, because I know you're saying, man, he does a toy channel, and you didn't talk about toys. Well... That is to come, including the state of modern toys and what he thinks of companies like NECA. So you'll have that discussion in an upcoming episode. Maybe an extra, maybe this week. We'll see. So that, I just want to shout out to him to thank him for that. And also thank him for the letting me use his Retro Blasting theme song. It's a really cool theme song, and I'm glad he let me use it in the show. It just was a nice little bridge, and I... I to appreciate, you know, the, the kindness that way. So, we got a lot to talk about on today's show. And you say, what, Russ, another show in a week in a row? What's going on? Are you becoming regular weekly? No. No, it's just, I got a lot. I have a stack of videos I need to talk about. And I'm trying my best to keep up. And this is my effort to do so. So, enjoy it while you can, because I... We'll see uh, how things go, but this is just my effort to kind of kind of keep on the ball because it's just been a good time of year for me uh, when it comes to videos. So keep that in mind. Another TV show uh, that that uh, I had a chance to kind of check out that just premiered, and I'm, uh, this one I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole season of this one. I'm just going to give you my first impressions, much like I did with Batwoman. Uh, I had a chance to to to, to catch uh, Superman Lois first episode of that show now it's interesting because you have superman lois from the cw so you used to have them from you know their princess and small girl not small girl <laughs> supergirl and other cw shows but as they hinted at at the end of crisis on infinite earth this version has two two twin sons and that comes from the comics now you know i don't know much about the comic stuff but th this First episode, the, the the kids in this one are like, um, um, like teenagers. So, you know, they they've aged them up considerably. And I don't know what it is with twins. What is the comic books and twins? Twins are the thing now. Uh, so you have that, and then you have so you have the introduction of that, and and then it sets up the premise that they have to move back to Smallville <coughs> to for reasons. Uh, when it comes to that. And we do get a, a brief glimpse into the Kents. Now, one thing I read on the internet, and Lord mighty people, um, th there was a bit of a, a backlash with this first episode because even though they're not in this very much, uh, in, in this version of Superman Lois, uh, the Kents are just white folks. You know, they're just, as they've always been. And some people, even a former writer, uh, on the show, and I emphasize the word former, got fired from the job because they tried to push diversity so much that they wanted to make the Kents diverse. 
they said this writer said no no they they can't be white people they they got to be you know something different got to have more diversity in and and bully to the people that Superman Lois you know I I'm not against inclusion people don't take this that way but the Kents are a very iconic character and people can argue well you know he's adoptive they, they could be anything true okay true um but they're just it's just that icon and 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 for the amount of role they have in this show Superman Lois show it's it's very short so to make that fuss over characters that barely appear on screen and slight spoiler won't have much of a future going forward in the show yeah <laughs> I mean, why can't if you really want diverse characters make new ones think us a, a new character throw it in there and there you go. So, so you have it's a good setup for the show with, with the with the Kents moving back, and and we got some some intrigue there. Also, they introduce a a new villain in the show, and I think you know if you want diversity in the villain, I I just I didn't get much of a look, but I think they found it, and they first made me think the villain was a certain character in Superman lore, which everybody knows. But then near the end, I'm thinking, well, maybe we're going a different route <laughs> with that. So that's going to be good. So we have a, 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 a villain, if you will, that I'm sure we have not seen the last of in the show. It's it's very cinematic, uh, with, with the way it's shot. Uh, maybe for giving, say, Man of Steel vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Saul's the neck-twisting thing. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I, 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 I go with that. It's 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 somewhat man of steelish, if you will. And and I think it it's it's got a good good premise. Uh how how they develop it. They they do hint at one of his sons having a love interest kinda in the show. We'll see how that pans out. <laughs> we'll see. But but it it looks to be interesting. I I'm I'm really curious to see uh what they do with it. But I very strong start. And and I and then we have you also have Lana Lang, although she's not Lang in this, and she's another name in this. And then her husband is like a firefighter, and he clearly has a something something against Clark. So <laughs> that conflict that's probably going to rear it up and do. And there's also there's also uh, uh, Crystal that's get introduced, and that's probably going to play out. Little air in the season two, so lots of lots of chessboard and putting up pieces, and we'll see where the pieces fall. So that start like I said, I, I'm gonna I gave you the episode one synopsis. I, I'm not gonna give you all of the rest of the season. I will probably cover the the whole season in detail when it gets released on video sometime later this year. More than likely the fall, maybe, but sometime within now and a year from now. It more likely hit on video. And when I do get the whole season from my good folk, friends at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, uh, I, I will review it then. But I just want to give you guys a taste and what I think. If you're a fan of uh, of, of his work previously in the in the Arrowverse, which will always be, not the CWverse, then yeah, yeah, check it out. I, I think it, it's going to be a interesting show and I'm, I'm curious to see uh, where it goes, how they mix the drama and the superhero-y stuff together. All right, that's enough of that. What's on the show today? Because we've got lots to talk about that, too. And to kick things off video-wise with my DVD review of Breach, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment, starring good old Bruce Willis, Thomas Jane, who used to be the Punisher one time, and Cody Kearsley. Uh, from Riverdale that, that is on this show. And then we go from the, the far reaches of space where terror lies back down to Earth. And this time it's at the in the in the in New Orleans post-Katrina with the Blu-ray review of Cut Cutthroat City, courtesy of the great folks at Well Go USA Entertainment. Then we go from a city in turmoil to a, a Master song, lyricist song, 
dude. <laughs> I could have said that better, but we're, we'll go with that. With my Blu-ray review, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Archive and uh, through HBO documentaries. It is the Blu-ray of Six by Sondheim. The, uh, a, a kind of a, um, a look into the life of the very famous lyricist and man of many musicals, including West Side Story and Sweeney Todd. So I don't often do docos, but uh, that on the show. And to tie in with that, I will give you my book review of a brand new huge book courtesy of DK Publishing, and that is Musicals, the Definitive Illustrated Story, uh, courtesy of DK Publishing. So that's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. So I'm going to take a quick little musical interlude right up with the first review of the show. My DVD review plus episode is Breach, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, this is yet another um, spacey movie. You could say it's Bruce Willis in space, 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 which which he has been before. Oh, a few times here and there. Everybody remember um, Armageddon? I believe he was in that. So, yeah, it's, it's back to form for good old Bruce. And I tell you, he's just an actor that just does you know i just when you think you've heard the last of mr willis the bald-headed dude he is bamo he shows up again out of nowhere now you're saying to yourself even though he's front center in the cover his big mug like don't mess with me son you mess with me i'll kick you i'll kick you with hoods he has that kind of look on him you know he's front and center because you know you know i'm sure it was probably in his contract he's not so, you know, the star of said picture. Heck no, peoples. Uh, the, the kind of more than the main lead is, is the character of Noah, played by Cody Kersley. Of course, lots of people know from Riverdale. And, and the other uh, kind of character that's, you know, sort of the lead, kind of the, 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 the badass, if you will. If you will. Uh, for the rest for this thing is good old Thomas Jane, who who plays kind of um, I don't know I guess badass in space really that that's his character it's not really called but I'm gonna call him that uh, so so those are kind of your main leads and they, they really emphasize this on the cover it's like I have a gun I also have a gun and Bruce Willis is like I don't need a gun I just have my bald head. So that's how I'm going to translate the cover. Um, so the, the premise is, and, and yet again, it's very much like Snowpiercer, but it's not a giant train. It's a spaceship. So I should really review these in the same show. So, so, so the, and again, it's their premise where the earth is hosed, you know, and, and we all got to leave the earth because we screwed it up so badly. But instead of going around a train because earth froze over, we're just leaving the planet all together and we're going into space. So, so humanity, you know, loads up on this big old spaceship and, and is off to new earth. Cause apparently people have already gone there and settled. So this is the last bit of humanity. That's like, you know, we're just, we're living. It's like, we're living now. You're just all going to stay here. So they, so, so, so like, you know, take off. And that's like, we're the last ship going. So so they leave, you know, to, to get to New Earth and basically abandon the planet. See, you know, human race is so, we're so mean. That's like, we've screwed the Earth so badly, we're just, we're, we're going. <laughs> so, even almost that same kind of scene where a bunch of people are like, oh, we don't want to leave and stay on Earth and die. And they're like, strawberry. And so you got stowaways. And the main kind of, you know, other lead in this Noah he he's a stowaway because his 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 you know his baby mama uh is has been or you know she was like got on the ship and he kind of stowed away and she's in like good old cryo so he kind of whoop sneaks on <laughs> so you know it's like gonna die in the planet so that's the premise there so so they're rocketing towards the stars in this big old spaceship and, and and unbeknownst to people at the start of this, dun, 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 there's a stowaway on board, but this stowaway ain't human. Dun. So so then you have the big conflict. So 
it's kind of like alien in a way, and I say in a way as loose as possible. <laughs> because whereas the original Alien movie, and, and I encourage you to watch it if you haven't. Where have you been? Uh, it was a great kind of um, ride because half the time in Alien, you didn't really see what was killing the crew of the Nostromo. But it was clearly, you know, taking numbers. Where, whereas in this one, the, 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 the reveal of the alien really, like the final creature kind of like, man, that's scary, doesn't really happen till the end. And it's, it's really brief. So I, you know, I'm going to be honest with y'all. If you're expecting like, oh, it's going to be like Leviathan or maybe Deep Star 6, you know, there's this monster and it's like the whole movie, it's picking off people. Boom, ba doom, ba dooms. No. No, this ain't it. Uh, so it, 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 this thing starts off and they never really explain how it got on the ship. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't see it. So, so this, this, uh, this malevolent cosmic terror <laughs> thing starts off, you know, like like a lot of things, like this weird little wormy thing. And it's very, and again, takes a borrowers of the thing. If you've seen that movie, Carpenter movie, where it, it's this alien creature in the Arctic and it gets into people. And then the whole thing is like, do you have an alien inside you? If you do, you let me know. So it's it's that kind of thing. So for the most part of this movie, the alien threat is like playing peekaboo inside human bodies, for the most part. And and it and it it's trying to you know, kind of um, well, its its motives besides just randomly killing it gets gets revealed as the 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 movie goes on. And it's one of these movies. It's like. Don't get attached to too many papers. <laughs> because the body count is really high. And and in some parts, super gory. Like this one poor woman, she literally dies by by getting her head smashed in the bulkhead many times. So <laughs> it's a little I mean, there's some gore viscera in this, I'm telling you. So you you have that, and then there's a, there's a big kind of monstery kind of thing at the end, and and for the most part though, I'm gonna tell you, Brucey boy, is 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 really kind of an extended cameo. He's you know he doesn't really show up until well into the movie, and he's in it, but he never really feels like the star. If you want Bruce Willis, a la John McClane, this is not him. <laughs> Yeah, he's still bald and he's still kind of snarky and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 not really. It's like it's it's a it's a it's a monster in space movie with Bruce Willis, but it's not. It doesn't feel like he's like the main hero starring guy in it, you know? Really, he's like part of it, but he's not like. Does it feel? Like he's totally part of it. So, so you have you have that premise to it, and the ending, <laughs> the ending to this movie. I don't know if 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 they wanted to set up a sequel. You know, the breach two. You're really screwed now. Maybe you can call it. But it's such an ending. Say, like, oh, okay. You know, maybe they'll do a sequel. Maybe. Uh, but it's 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 kind of one of these kind of monster kind of movies you don't want to want to think about too hard because your brain will probably hurt. Uh it, it's very simple. It, it's 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 very gory bits in it, so be forewarned uh when it comes to that. Uh, and it's very dark. You know, you know, like that first Godzilla remake where it's like, what, am I seeing Godzilla? Is it there? Uh, kind of dark. I think so. A lot of times, it's it's really hard to see. 
with this. You do get both in this set, the DVD and the digital. So you do get a digital release of this if you want. No other extras, sadly, for this. I would have loved a gag reel or possibly, because it would have been a good one, uh, at least maybe some commentary, you know, some behind the scenes, something, something, maybe. But nope. Uh, the director for this is John Suits. S-U-I-T-S. And his his past credits uh, include um, as he's done a lot of producing. Like, holy moly. He has done a buttload of producing to a lot of stuff. Uh, including Bad Milo, which I have reviewed on this show. There is another movie that is really out there. So just keep that in mind. Um, he has directed a lot kind of since then. Um, I mean, he's produced, that was one of the things he produced, but directing, eh, not so much <laughs> when, when it comes to that. So, I mean, judge it for what it is uh, when it comes to that. And if, if you haven't seen Bad Milo, that is quite a movie. I have reviewed it on the show. I don't remember the exact episode. I have to look it up. And, and yeah, I guess it's maybe like the sci-fi equivalent, sort of, kind of. Maybe just not as crude uh, when it comes to that. It is what it is. It's nice to see Thomas Jane acting. Uh, I thought he made a dang good Punisher, but that maybe that's just me <laughs> when it comes to that. And, and, and Bruce is just Bruce. I think he was a little subdued. Though, for the most part in this, maybe I'm seeing it wrong, but I, I thought it was. And and you got to give Willis credit because he he's one of these guys that he's still still working. You know, he's you know, he had a, a bit he guested on the Orville, which I haven't seen yet. So he's on that and he's and he even did a die hard die hard short which that director directed. So maybe that's what's like, if you do this diehard thing, can you be in my movie? But his career has really kind of slowed down a lot. I mean, he did a lot of 2019. 18, 17. Yeah, like the last little bit of two, the 2000s, you know, I mean, to me, he, he was in, you know, G.I. Joe Retaliation. He did Red 2, which you, you that's a funny movie. Uh, if you have a chance to see that. I think I reviewed it in the show, too. Uh, but he's he's kind of quieting down. Although, um, right now, in post-production, he has um, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six movies. Uh, and and there, this looks like to be there may be another <sighs> Die Hard movie coming out. It's, it's, it's been announced called McLean uh, in the near future and let's just see if I think what I think it is uh, no, 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 no. see if the director is the same no it's a different director but yeah no date on that one yet <laughs> but yeah so I don't know so Bruce is just there man I mean you gotta give this guy credit he, I, I think he'll, he pretty much will stop when he's done, when he's dead. Because if you look at Bruce Willis's career, he has been acting fairly steady. I mean, you know, there's been little gaps here and there. But he has been acting, if we scroll back the years, da -da -da -da, way back in 1980. So he's approaching his 40th decade, 40, fourth, fourth decade, 40 years I've been in the show business. And that ain't nothing to sneeze at. You know. I mean, he's had only really one successful TV show. Not counting Bruno the Kid, because that was animated. And and just a buttload of movies uh, when it comes to that. So, when the book is wrote on Bruce Willis, it'll be something. Overall, this movie is what it is. It is a monster slash zombie movie in space because 
for the most part, you get a lot of possessed people acting like zombies because they're possessed by the spirit of the thing of the monster. Interpret it how you will. It does get titch gory, what you can't see. And if you just want to kind of like, I just want myself a sci-fi horror movie. Bammo. Then that's what you got here. So that is my take of Breach on DVD Digital Combo Pack. Courtesy of the great folks of Paramount Home Entertainment. I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the sheeps roll in And I'll watch them roll away again Oh, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm just sitting on the dock of the DVD combo review for this episode is Cutthroat City, courtesy of the great folks at Well Go USA Entertainment. Now, this is a movie that is actually directed by RZA, who has done, he's kind of like getting these rapper turned directors, and is is very much a kind of urban crime. Well, it's, it's like a crime movie set in a disaster. The setting is New Orleans City, and, it, and, it's, and it's shortly after or New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana area, shortly after Hurricane Katrina, which just years and years ago went through that part of the U.S. and devastated it. And it kind of made the city a bit, you know, rough on the edges. And 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 the this story is about these these four young guys who, you know, so they, they are part of New Orleans' lower ninth ward, who return after Hurricane Katrina to, you know, you know, decimated homes and no jobs and no help from FEMA. FEMA is the federal emergency. Well, FEMA is like the, the, the federal, I guess, assistance program that, that deals with disasters, right? And, and FEMA, man, I remember made to look like a bad guy here. So, 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 so these four guys, they, they feel like they're totally out of options and so they turn to the local gangster. This is played by Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke has like an extended cameo in this movie, essentially, who offers him like one shot of turning the situation by pulling off a heist in the heart of the city. 
And of course, this wouldn't be a movie if the job went horribly wrong. And and then they find themselves, you know, on the run, uh, you know, uh, not only by detectives, but by the neighborhood warlord who thinks they stole the heist money. Because, man, if, if there ever was a job to go bad, this goes bad. And then the main kind of, I guess, hero of this foursome is he's this young artist who has like a wife and a small boy. And, and he's, he's you know, like really struggling. They show him, you know, like taking his work to, to a dude who gets rejected. And, and so there's that. And so, so he, he joins these three other guys to do this crime stuff. And these guys, their masks have to be the most, at one point, these guys, the masks they wear to perform, perform these heists are a condom. I swear they put their, they put their stretch out a condom and use that to, to disguise their faces. That's ooh for one thing. Okay. And it's just like, really? That's your disguise. Yeah. Nobody's going to know it's you. Uh, so that's, it's very much a gang movie and, and, and you have, you know, and you have this detective that's determined to bust them, but she's got sympathy and, and the movie ends, and it's very gangster. It's very violent. Woo! <laughs> it's one of these movies. It's a not for the squeamish. And, you know, it's got a bit of nudity in it. And it's, it's not a movie to watch around kids. Okay? Let's get in it, but don't. So the movie ends in a way that has such a weird ending. It's like it almost has multiple endings. And you see the ending of the movie, and you go, "Whoa, that's that's crazy balls intense." And then <laughs> it goes, you cut something else, and you go, "Wait a minute, what's the proper ending to this movie? Is it this or is it this?" And I went online, Ramblers, and I said, "Wait a minute, you know, is this really what they were intending? Is this the ending to this movie?" Am I missing something here? And no, it, it it goes officially that the ending of this movie is open to interpretation. So you can you can take the movie because it ends in almost two different ways. It's kind of like choose your own adventure. It ends in two ways. You're like, okay, you can interpret that this happened at the end of the movie, or it went another way. And and the, and from what I read. The movie producers were like, yeah, deliberately. We, we, we wanted to go this way. We want to make an ending that y'all just got to <laughs> figure out yourself. Now, there is some behind the scenes in this and deleted scenes and trailers. It's not a lot. I mean, you know, compared to other movies that have just minutes and minutes and minutes of, of behind the scenes, there is some uh, to it. And uh, there's no episode commentary. It would have been interesting to hear it, uh, especially from Riza. And and the the beginning has a very comic booky feel. Like the the art is different. So yeah, so it's one of these movies. I'm gonna warn you. The end. It's not a conventional ending. And it's like you just picked the ending that works for you. You can believe that this happened, or this happened, or there's maybe even a third choice. It's all up to you, but it, it the one ending, I'm going to say, super brutal. <laughs> Just okie dokie, um, without giving much away. So it is what it is. It's, it's very much a gangster movie. The music in it, I'm sorry. I just, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, so like <laughs> a lot of it, I... But you know it is what it is. It it sets with the mood of of the movie. Uh, overall, it's it's a it's a good. I mean, the action sequence in it sequences are 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 good, and and you do feel sorry for these guys that that have to go to this extent. Wesley Snipes, we got a long way. He has come. This this is the Wesley Snipes that's a long way away from Blade, the Vampire Hunter, <laughs> and and um. And all those other earlier movies, he has aged. I almost didn't recognize him when 
wait a minute, is that Wesley Snipes? And yeah, that that that's that's him in this movie. So it's it's definitely a different side of that actor that I've not seen one. And Lord Almighty, he has aged. <laughs> you know, I really hope when they do this new Blade movie, they gotta they gotta invite Wesley Snipes in it for like a cameo, like like you know, like Lou Ferrigno did. Just like a, a cameo in the movie, not a big scene, but just have him show up. That would be symmetry to me. So it it is what it is. It's a very violent, very gangster movie, not for kids. Um, but it it has a message, but a, a very odd ending. So that is my take of Cutthroat City on Blu-ray DVD combo back, courtesy of the great folks at Well Go USA Entertainment. episode is six by Sondheim, courtesy of Warner Archive. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this Blu-ray to review for this podcast. The opinions I express are my own. Now, this is a HBO doco that is an interesting look on a, on a very famous composer. And it's, it's kind of guy that, you know, there's Rodgers and Hammerstein and there's all, you know, famous people. But this is kind of guy that you know, you've seen his stuff, but maybe he's not as big as the others. Like he did the Sweeney Todd musical, which they did a musical adapt with Donnie Depp. And he was a big part of West Side Story and a few other stuff. And there, so this is an interesting look at his life. And the way they shoot it is, the way they shoot it is, it's him telling his story through all of these 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 video clips throughout history. So it's at various points in his life, and they take all these edits from different talk shows, and he tells his story and how he writes music and his style, and it kind of flows. The editing in this is really crisp. I like I like the way HBO does stuff when it comes to this, and and this is no exception to it. There's one part where they they edit this, and this must have taken a lot of editing. And trust me, you know. I can appreciate the kind of work. They take one of his songs. It's a very famous one. I can't for the life of you remember it right now, but they take it and and they take the whole song and they take pieces of it and they edit in a different actress singing a line as it goes through the song. So as the so- as you're going through the whole song, each line gets edited in by a different person singing it. And some of the people singing it are very recognizable. And it's to see how that, that take of that song. And it's really, you know, I like the way that that's pieced together. Because that takes a lot of work. That's a lot of cuts. That's a lot of moving things around. And, and I, it really was effective in the storytelling. This is a great piece. If, if you kind of heard of this guy, but you weren't sure of this guy... Then, then this is a a nice piece to do. And I said the the editing style is really cool, and and it's him telling 
his story. And to take all those clips from the various shows and then do it still that it's telling the story in a kind of linear way. I mean, hours to put this thing together. So I, I think it's, it's a really neat piece. Now this, this is quoted as, you know, it, this was a winner of the George Foster Peabody Award. And if that's for editing, bravo. Yeah, you got this easily was done. And that, and you also get a lot too to see, you also see archival performance footage and original stage productions created exclusively, exclusively for this show, this, this feature, featuring like America Fiera and a lot of other famous people singing these songs. And there's one song that, that's in this that primarily is meant to be sung by a woman and it's sung by a dude, but it still somehow works. And normally, Ramblers, you know, I'm not a big fan of women singing songs originally sung by men and men singing songs originally sung by women if 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 because of the lyrics and sometimes it doesn't work and then they change the pronouns and it never sounds right yada 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 <laughs> but this guy he nailed it with this because even though it talks about a woman's fading glory very sunset boulevard he still makes it work like i'm still here that that song and it yeah it's just his delivery is excellent so, if you've always been curious about Stephen Sondheim, this is to check out. And, you know, I don't do a lot of docos on this channel, but this is cool. The only thing it's missing, I would have liked to have seen maybe audio commentary or a little bit behind the scenes this, but you just get the feature. But, you know, if you're into musicals in any way, shape, or form, this is something, because it really goes into the mind and how he thinks and how he puts things together told primarily by him. I'd like to see a similar piece like this done for say like Andrew Lloyd Webber or some of the other big kind of musical composers. If that could be done, that'd be very interesting. So that is my take of six by Sondheim on the Blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at Water Archive. Lift up your head, wash off your mascara Here, take my Kleenex, wipe that lipstick away Show me your face, clean as the morning I know things were bad, but now they're okay Suddenly Seymour is standing beside you don't need no makeup Don't have to pretend Suddenly Seymour Is here to provide you Sweet understanding Seymour's your friend Like I've been, it's so hard 
sweet understanding. With sweet understanding. With sweet understanding. Seymour's Your Man. My book review for this episode is Musicals, the definitive illustrated story courtesy of DK Publishing. Now, long-term listeners to the show know I, I love a good musical. I have for a very long time, and, and you know, it's something about story through song I'm always appreciative. And I came very, very close many years ago to almost, almost, my friends, be their production of Damn Yankees. I was I was so close to being part, like, not one of the main stars, you know, just like one of the chorus people. But work schedules did not let me do it. So all I have for a souvenir is a baseball cap. That's it. Uh, but, you know, irregardless, I've, I've always enjoyed them. Uh, and, and I kind of grew up on the end of classic, you know, <laughs> Rodgers and Hammerstein stuff, like My Fair Lady and Sound of Music and, you know, all that kind of older stuff. And I've always liked them. And I've, I've, I, I haven't been like, to a live one in such a long damn time. So when I saw this book in the, in the catalog, you know, for the spring, I thought, yeah, I know I've, I've always been curious about other musicals. I mean, I, I, I came so close one year when I was a teenager to see Phantom of the Opera. I was like, I, I arranged with my parents and then I had, had the tickets and I was almost going to go and I arranged for time off the classes and then I went to go and then I missed the bus. I literally missed the bus from school to the theater. And my teachers are like, why are you here? You had permission to go. And I like missed the bus, probably like like minutes. And I missed my like, maybe my my only chance to ever see Phantom in a theater. Who knows? But dang it. So, so that's, you know, my, my, that's kind of my musical story. So I saw this book and this is a massive book, Ramblers. We're talking a lot of pages and I've always, I always appreciate these books. The amount of work that doesn't, this is 360 pages of musicals. And this is a really, when they say definitive illustrated guide, they ain't kidding. And this goes from the very early days of musicals. I'm talking the turn of the century. We're talking the late 19th century. So we're talking 1800s to present day. And the amount of pictures and the amount of research done in this is really impressive. I'm talking, and it, it, what it does is it breaks, breaks it up into like, so we're going back to the early days. First part is to 1939, um, which is the modern musical. Then the Golden Age, which is 1940-1969. Then New Inventions, which is 1970-1999. And then a musical revival, 2000 to present. And and sadly, with the global pandemic happening, a lot of things like in Broadway, last time I heard, is shut down. And that... That is just a shame to see that that has happened. Now, going through this book, although I have a pretty good knowledge of musicals, like I've always wanted to see Wicked, too. Um, there's a lot in here I recognize. You know, The King and I, like I said, Sound of Music, and, you know, and Wizard of Oz, and, you know... West Side Story, The King and I, all that, all those kind of stuff, and uh, Fiddler on the Roof, and Ain't Missed by Heaven, and and Cats, of course. There, there's a, for as many as I know, there's a lot of them. I'm going, oh yeah, like Sunset Boulevard. A lot of them. I'm going like, oh, I think I remember sort of hearing about that one, kind of, sorta. Yeah, Brigadoon. Uh, but I don't know much about it, like the Man of La Mancha, the Man of La Mancha. I, and so it, it's it's really the, the the history in this is cool. And what else is neat is that not only do you get like a nice write up of each of the musicals, and 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 a lot of gorgeous art, gorgeous pictures, 
and stuff. But you also get profiles on all the composers, just like the composer. And damn Yankees in here. And, and a lot of the um, composers, like like Stephen Sondheim, which I talked about earlier in the show today. So you have you have increases in here. So you have him, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Rogers and Hammerstein. So they're all kind of highlighted in here. So they all get their little bit too. So it's not just music itself, musicals itself, but you know, when but it's composers and lyricists that some you've heard of, some you haven't. Like musicals like Oh Calcutta. I don't remember ever hearing about that one. So and and a lot of them get like really big spreads like Lisbeth and Miserable, which is one of those musicals I've heard about, but I have yet to ever see. And I I don't know, and like, you know, of course, Phantom's in here. Oh man, Phantom. And and it's a really good look, like Moulin Rouge, you know, legally blonde. And and there that <laughs> I can wait on legally blonde. There's so many musicals in here, it's amazing. Now, some musicals, I'm gonna tell you, don't get as much focus as others, like my fair ladies in here. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, so it's 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 music, Mary Poppins, it's musicals from the stage and the cinema. So it covers both. But there's some that get a bit of the bum's rush, like Sweeney Todd is in here. Um, but some others, I don't know, like Little Shop of Horrors is, is in here, but it's, it's, it's very, <laughs> it's not that big, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show is in here, of course. And, and there are some musicals like, where is Spider-Man turn off the, turn off the dark or light up the dark or something, something dark. That is not in here. Like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert has a little bit of write-up, which is a really fun soundtrack. I encourage you to get that when you can, as long as you're open-minded. But there's no there's no real listing for stuff like the Spider-Man musical, which was, you can find clips of that on YouTube. They do exist. I encourage you to to kind of, okay, turn, turn off the dark. So that does have uh a mention in here, but not as big as the other ones. And there was a musical, the Evil Dead musical, and maybe I wasn't looking right, but that's not listed in here. And that's another musical, man. If you can find, I found a video of it through other means. <laughs> the amount of lyrics they put to that movie and the way they did it stage-wise, if you are a fan of Evil Dead, man, that is a fun musical. And what they and you know dream coats in here and the whiz uh and what they what they did with with um with evil dead is they they provided like rain jackets and protective gear for the front row because in that musical there was actual blood splatter so when the zombies and you know, there's blood that sprays and it, and if you're in the front row you're going to get sprayed <laughs> and then they actually gave people like ponchos and stuff to wear to protect the clothing. But that, talk about your interactive theater. And they talk about that because Rocky Hard to this day is still very interactive. Uh, as a book, this it's it's an amazing story. So yeah, a lot of the 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 Blue Man Group is in here. A lot of the musicals get mentioned. There are just a few that uh, you know get more mentioned than others and that that that's fine um but i don't know and maybe that's just me even even the book of mormon which you know i i saw ads for that they played up here and i was like yeah do i really want to see it and then there was that movie where it was uh, the musical where it was based on people being stranded in newfoundland airport like Americans being stranded there, so they made a musical of it. Damn, I can't remember what it was called. But they were advertising that for ages, and I can't, I can't believe you really made a musical out of people trapped at an airport. Really, really. So, <laughs> I like fly away, or I don't know. But that may be. But th that that's it's interesting to see the trend and and how musicals evolved over the years because there definitely has been, you know, a shift. 
And a lot of it follow, follows culture, just like movies do. Like superheroes are big now, but 20 years from now, will they be? Who knows? And um, yeah, so it's really neat. It really made me want to look up Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. If, if you can, you just look YouTube. There are clips from that production. <laughs> so ambitious. They were, but ultimately failed. Um, but find out the clips because that you will be hypnotized by Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark and, and what they tried to do and, and, and why it failed because people were having accidents. But, but some of the costumes. <laughs> oh, Lord of morning. Um, so that is that. This is a really good book. It is huge. Like I said, it retails for 52 bucks Canada, 40 US. Why we have to pay more for this country? But if you have a fan of musicals, dang, this is a book. I mean, you other than little ones leaving out, you know, some omissions. It's, it's as complete a book as you're going to get when it comes to musicals. The, the amount of work put in in the research, and this will take you forever to read it, uh, in pictures, illustrations, facts, is truly impressive and and worth worth checking out. Even Alan Menken's in here. Um, if, if, if you are a fan of the genre or you want to get in the genre and you want to bone up on musicals, you can't go wrong with this book. And so that is my take of musicals, the definitive illustrated story, courtesy of DK Publishing. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me with a number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ, at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the tweets and favorites and likes on Twitter. And if you follow me, I will follow you on Twitter. And don't forget that I still have up there my contest to win yourself a copy of The Crudes. A New Age on uh, the digital copy of that, that movie is still there, and I'm still waiting for a winner. So listen to that, that show, last show, and give me the answer, tweet me the answer on my Twitter, and you can, I have a digital code just waiting to give to somebody. So keep that in mind. And I try, try to put up any kind of show updates on Twitter, any kind of artwork, I'll throw it up there as well. Of course, you can check out all brand new episodes right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm show 18411. That is my caller ID. And check out the show there, all brand new episodes. And I encourage you to leave review in the review portion, which is right down at the bottom page. Just keep a scrolling, 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 and you'll find it there. Also, you can check out all new episodes as well. It also is linked to Spotify and Google Play. And if you want to go back and many other directories across the World Wide Web, and if podcast directories, and if you want to go back in time a little bit and check out some of my earlier stuff, and you check that out at HTTP full colon backslash backslash rambling russ r a m b l i n g r u s s dot libsyn that's dot l i b s y n is in November dot com that's my original home on your net where I have over six seven ish years of podcasting goodness going back to the early days in two thousand six and up to two thousand thirteen and then I jumped here to talk to you lots of great uh, reviews of older stuff if you're interested lots of great convention coverage from my days at Fan Expo and Palau and content for you there to check out and you can also check the older stuff too on iTunes under podcasts just type in Ramble Russell in the search engine you'll find me there and again on other directories across the world wide web <laughs> so coming up on future editions of the show coming up in a future episode maybe later this week if I can get it done but very soon, you'll have part two of my interview with Michael French from Retro Blasted, where this time we actually talk about toys and talk about the state of modern action figures, what line would he like to take over, and he dishes the dirt on certain toy companies like NECA. So <laughs> we'll talk toy talk in part two of that interview. And a big thanks again for him taking the time to talk to me and the use of his theme song, 
in the show because I think it's just a great way to lead into talking with him. So thank you there. And so that is coming up. Also, uh, more things I'll be talking about and as well as a digital review of the movie Empty Man, uh, which is a really kind of spooky thriller. And that is courtesy of 20th Century Home, 20th Century Studios Home Entertainment. And as well, lots of other stuff uh, coming up in the future. I'm working my way through some series for you guys. And that includes a brand new series on Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. And that is Lovecraft Country, the complete first season, which is very... I've watched a bit of it so far, and it's very spooky and weird. Uh, so I have that to go through, as well as the um, on Blu-ray DVD combo pack, the movie Let Him Go, courtesy of Universal Home Entertainment, starring Diane Lane and Kevin Costner where they fight to get back their grandson. And we're going to dip into the world of animation a bit, because I don't talk about animation too much, but courtesy of the great folks of Warner Brothers, Warner Entertainment, I have a lot of animation to talk about from Warner Archive. I have the complete first and second season animated of Harley Quinn, the, the very, for mature audiences only, cartoon show. Where Harley breaks free from the Joker and forges her own way in the DCU with some very adult, gory, and somewhat funny circumstances, and 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 a very and quite a misfit crew, including Clayface, King Shark, Doctor Psycho, and Poison Ivy, and there's a lot of Poison Ivy stuff going on there. I won't. I get into more when I talk about it, but. It's it's not for kids. None of these animated shows that is not for the kids. And I will say though, the voice they use for Bane in this is very much Bane from uh, the uh, Christopher Nolan movies. So Bane talks a lot like I am Bane. Voice, I will break you, Batman. Voice, <laughs> so more of that when I talk about it. Also, animation-wise, finally, after people have been talking about the show for eons, said, you really got to check it out. I, uh, nice folks at Warner Bros. Entertainment sent me Rick and Morty, the complete seasons, one, two, four on Blu-ray. Yeah, so very soon, I will talk about Rick and Morty, a show I've heard about for ages, and I've watched a bit of it so far, and it is definitely, again, not an animated show for kids. And I will talk about the origin of these characters, which, whew, once you see it, it's hard to unsee it. Uh, thing, and then keeping with the animation theme again from Warner, because they're just super generous with animation lately. From Warner uh, Home Entertainment and from the uh, Cartoon Network, the DVD of Victor and Valentino folk art heroes. So two kids battling the supernatural in an animated series. So that is coming up. Trying to get my way through those. It's a lot of animation in a short amount of time. Also on the docket in the near future, still have a bunch of things from Well Go USA Entertainment, including um, the Invincible Dragon, the Legend of uh, and the Legend of Tumorous. So those are on the way uh, relatively soon, and I still need to get through sometime soon from uh, Paramount Home Entertainment, Jungle Land, and Dreamland. Jungle Land on. DVD and Dreamland on Blu-ray as well. Um, I'm trying to make my way through the uh, TV show Manifest. I did talk about season one recently, and I hopefully will give my review of season two on DVD, courtesy of Warner Archive, in the near future. So lots to talk about, and more books as well from DK, including the film book, which the new edition, and the book called Dragon World as well. So, more DK stuff on the way, and eventually, one of these days, I gotta start getting through Black Lightning ah, Season 3. So those are all kind of on the docket for the future shows. So, keep listening, and I will keep trying to pump them out, and I'll, I'll see if I... Oh, oh, also, almost forgot as well, so I have things in front of me. John, I'm on my way through as well. Um, Doom Patrol, Season 2, Courtesy of Warner, Home... 
Entertain Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, and they also did send me one archive, the TV series Helter Skelter, which features the history of some of America's very infamous killers, if you will. So that's all kind of in the works coming up on future editions of this very show. That is it for me. I've talked a lot today. And that is it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. As again, um, I oh, and the other one other thing, speaking of musicals, I almost forgot to mention, uh, sometime soon, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment, the uh, Blu ray of Lady Sings the Blues as Diana Ross as Billy Holiday in this biopic. That is all possibly coming up in future shows. Oh, and as I said, well, reminder. I'm still looking for a winner, winner, chicken dinner for the Crudes A New Age giveaway from the great folks at Universal Home Entertainment. I still have a digital code waiting to give away. Y'all just got to listen to last week's episode where I had a just a question. I want an answer. And the first person who tweets me the answer, and the answer is right in the review of Crudes. If you just listen really carefully, first person to tweet me that, answer uh, will be the winner and then I will announce that on the next show when I have a winner. So you gotta you gotta keep listening, you gotta enter in and you'll and once I get a winner, I'll announce it in the show and then I will DM that person. So to win, you need to tweet me it, you need to follow me, I will follow you and then if the answer is right, you'll get the code. So simple. And I'm I'm gonna try to work on more giveaways I always do. Uh, in the future, we'll see what it brings. I'm always open to them. All right. That is enough for me. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.